If you're looking for info on how to buy a house in Thailand as a foreigner, this is the most detailed video you'll ever find. I spoke to expert property lawyers at Frank Legal and Tax in Bangkok who agreed to meet me after working hours to provide me with an extensive consultation on just about everything one needs to know about owning residential landed property in Thailand. We talked about things like the process of purchasing a house, the legal structure of foreign ownership, your rights and obligations while owning the property, and selling or transferring your ownership. I was very impressed by how detailed and knowledgeable they were on the topic, and I hope that you find great value out of this interview. Enjoy. So from my very basic understanding of Thai law is uh, foreigners are not permitted to outright own landed property in Thailand, right? But they can do but they can do something called leasing, right? So can you talk about the process uh, that a foreigner can do to go into acquire landed property in Thailand? Yes. Um, the, the, the first step in the process is um, the, the, uh, the property due diligence. And um, that, that involves uh, a review of the, the land office file. Uh, Kunmana yeah. can maybe elaborate on that. Uh, that then also um, the, the contract review um, and uh, 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 you know, uh, in international funds transfer, tax matters, consultation in general. There's there's usually a lot of questions that come up during the the transaction uh, that that the, the client asks uh, uh, his or her lawyer. And then uh, obviously the the registrations at the land office at the land department, the ownership transfer or lease registration um, or or other uh, registrations like this. Now, generally, this process that you just outlined here, and we'll go that, into that in more detail, is this process the same across different holiday markets? Let's say I asked you about Phuket versus Hua Hin or Pattaya or even a house in Bangkok. Is this process basically the same? Yeah, that's basically the same process. Okay, so let's go through the first one is uh, property due diligence, right? So let's say, for example, I'm, I'm looking at a beautiful beachfront property in Phuket right now, and I've come to you and I say that I'm really interested in this property, so what are, what are the processes, what are the steps that I need to do in order to be an owner of this property? So the, the first step of the, the property due diligence is the, first of all, we attend the land office uh, to verify the, what kind of the land title document, whether this is the, the title deed or the North or Samco, or English certificates of utilization. And then we review the file, we check the history of the landport, what kind of the, the first land title document have been issued. So is that we can identify uh, came certificates and, and, and reviews the, the, the how many subdivision of the land, reviews the how many transactions or how many how many the, 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 the buyer uh, has been records backside of the, the title deed on, on, on the report and we the, the reviews the, the income branch whether the land part subject to any income brand or not for example like a, a market registration survey to registration uh, sell with the, the right of redemption or, or type of no as a kaifak mm -hmm. or, <clears throat> or the, the another thing that what we reviews like a, the legal proceeding if better is there any legal proceeding pendings mm -hmm. or official not in case of the the seller 
gets fired, uh, the lawsuit, and, and uh, in case of the, the seller bankruptcy, so we will we can uh, identify the, the official note on that, which will will affect the ownership transfer or, or will 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 suspend the, the registration of the ownership transfer. And another topic, what we, we do for the due diligence is that we, we site visit the land port. We, we will make sure that the land port is uh, connect with the access lot. We connect the site visit and uh, we, we compare with the map sheets of the land office. Make sure that the, the legal access lot is well connected with the, 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 the public lot. So just to summarize, so part of the property due diligence is making sure that it is the correct title deed, right? And then the history of uh, transfers and ownerships, whether there's any form of le current leasings or past leases. And then also the, you're, you're surveying the land itself to see if it's close to any public roads. Okay, so, so what, what would be the name of the title deed that is eligible for a foreigner to, to lease? What is it called? Uh, the, uh, the foreigner can be like a channel title deed, which is, is possible for the land office to, to register on the backside of the title deed. But even if we have to deal with the, the civil law discretion with the land office, there is a channel title deed which is possible. And uh, another thing is the North South Sankong or the certificates of utilization, okay. which is the, the eligible for register the, the risk terms. Okay. Now, usually the, the foreigner would, would lease the land from a Thai individual owner. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. Okay, yes. And then, and then you move on to what you say is... Uh, so let's say the title deed checks out and you survey the land and it checks out. It, it meets all the qualifications that you just said there. And then you move on to the contract review. It, yeah. It's not really a survey in the technical sense, but, yeah. but um, what, what we do is basically go through a, a kind of checklist um, with the, all the items that uh, Konmana just mentioned. And, and, um, and it's, it's basically a, a list of potential legal defects. And mm -hmm. we make sure that, that uh, uh, there are no legal uh, defects um, uh, with related to the, the property. Um, uh, a, a lot of clients or investors are, are uh, surprised about the level of detail that, that we, that we um, uh, have with, with this uh, due, due diligence. But it's a very important part of, of the preparations. In Thailand, there's no notarial um, uh, uh, public system uh, as, as in the Western countries. So um, buyers have to uh, check themselves, right, the, the legalities of the property before they invest. So it's a, a very important um, part. And then the contractual uh, uh, due diligence, obviously, uh, that, that is, that, that is uh, uh, it's necessary to to, to review the contracts or, or prepare the contracts um, uh, if the, uh, the, uh, the seller has not provided um, or, you know, the, uh, so, so we would either um, use our own templates and then pre prepare the, the contractual documentation for the transaction and then negotiate with the opposing party. If they have concerns, we would discuss with them, perhaps change the contract a, a, a bit when, if it's uh, needed to come to a deal. Um, or we would, if, if a contract is presented to our client, we would then review the contract, uh, make comments, uh, suggest changes, um, 
uh, uh, you know, flag um, uh, major issues. Perhaps, uh, hopefully, um, uh, there will be no deal breakers in the contract. Um, but usually, most of these issues can be resolved um, for the property due diligence as well and with the contract. So it's just about knowing in advance. Um, well, about the issues and then addressing them, you know, with the other uh, other side, um, and 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 then coming to a to a good uh, contract. Okay, so we've surveyed the land. So let's say this make believe land beachfront property that I'm interested in. You've done uh, a due diligence on the title deed. It checks out. There's no pending court cases on it. It checks out. And then you surveyed the site itself, and then it's connected to the roads, like you said. And then we've presented to the, the, the seller the contract that we have. And then next we go to the transaction handling phase, yes. right? Okay. Yes. Well, transaction hand handling, basically what we mean by that is that, that we just guide the client through the process. We, we basically handle the transaction for him. We follow up with the other side. If there's no response, we make sure that the, the transaction is completed in a timely fashion. We, we take the initiative uh, uh, and, and, uh, and also we, we, we take over the correspondence with the other side as well. So the client does okay. not have to do anything. So what are the actual logistics of me bringing money, transferring money to the seller and all like that? Could you talk about that process? Yeah, the, 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 the transfer, the international transfer um, of, um, uh, of the purchase price or, you know, the, the rental price is, is, um, is usually not complicated, but, but there are, there's a, a certain documentation that, that has to be generated by the bank. Um, uh, or, or um, uh, that, that, that kind of documentation, we want to make sure that we have it. And also for the repatriation of the funds later on, uh, you need to, to show what, why you brought the money into Thailand initially. So to have all that documentation complete, uh, we assist the clients with, with, with that as well. Okay. So from based on what I heard, if if I'm a foreigner and I want to purchase property in Thailand, I need to purchase it with funds that I've brought in from abroad, right? For that specific transaction, is that correct? Can I use funds that I uh, made here from my business or from my salary at all? Um, there's a specific uh, a rule for condo units that you have to bring uh, funds from overseas. For, okay. for land and house, that that doesn't exist. Uh, that That's a... Uh, um, a provision in the Condo Act which doesn't exist in that way, but there are other um, there are other uh, rules and other yeah. requirements uh, uh, connected with lease registrations, and some land office uh, offices are very yeah. strict with with certain documentation. So so this this has all all needs to be done uh, uh, properly to to make sure that that the transaction goes smoothly. Okay. Uh, Kunmana, can you talk about, so I, I can bring funds in and like you said, you go through that process. What are some fees or taxes that are associated with me purchasing property? Uh, the, the fee and taxes well, always the, the depends on the agreement between party. Mostly the fee and tax to pay at the land office consists of the, the transfer fees. 2% uh, the, mostly the, the seller and, and buyer shares 50% of it, 
and uh, the rest will pay by the, the seller, which is the, the income tax and the specific business tax or the, the stamp duty. Okay, so the seller pays that, not, not me? Uh, depend on the agreement. Okay. Yeah. But usually what is the standard? Standard is the, the transfer fees, 50% between the, the seller and buyer, and the less pays by the, the seller. Mm -hmm. But then the, the seller would be the one to pay their own capital gains taxes or that, that they gain, gain from income from selling it. That yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else that we need to know in the process of purchasing? So we've done the due diligence surveying, the, the title deed, the property itself. We've done a contract review sent over that and then bringing money over. And then uh, we, we talked about taxes and fees. And then what would happen in the, the actual transfer of the property? That's called like a ownership transfer registration, which is required under the law, under section 1299 of the Thai Civil and Commercial Court. Uh, the sales, the, 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 uh, the properties is required to registration at the land office. We usually the, uh, represent the buyer, attendant the land office. We prepare the power attorney. We the, the also prepare uh, any necessary document required during the process in case the, the buyer mar marry. So we prepare the, the consent letter with the, from the spouse. This uh, compliant with the, the, in case of any con confliction with the family dispute from, from the, the land office, instead of the condominium, we use the uh, SY on the process prepares the, the document from the bank because the money have to be transferred from OC, we use the document or SY the process with the, the money transfer. And we use the, on the days of the ownership transfer, we monitor the process with the land office registration, make sure all goes smoothly. And uh, once the land office has the, the complete registration, register the name of the buyer on the, the back side of the title deed. We the, the check everything correct and we exchange the, the cash check with the, the seller and the seller will, will uh, deliver the, the keys and the how registration book and we'll, we'll check again that the how registration book is known any name of the house matter and the, the resident. Okay, so let's let's say for example this villa that I want to buy is twenty million baht. Do do I need to transfer the money all at once, twenty million, or is it in in separate batches? Usually, how does this work? Uh, in case of money transfer, there is no law fix that the the, the, the buyer have to transfer at one time, so the buyer can can split that. Okay. The important thing is the the buyer have to fix the objective of transfer. What's purpose of the transfer is. So the bank can issue the, 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 the certificate corresponding with the, the, the purpose of transfer. Okay. And that certificate will be used later, like you said, when you want to repatriate money back. Is that correct? Yes. When at, at, a, at a later stage, if once, once you have sold the property and you would like to tra transfer the money back to your home country as a foreigner, then, then uh, you would require um, the, 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 the commercial banks will, will um, uh, ask you for, for documentation 
from the initial transaction, from the initial purchase, and then you have to um, uh, show um, a certain bank documentation. Um, before it was called FET form, and, and uh, now this is like a, a less formal um, a document, but, but uh, you need to show uh, that you have uh, transferred these funds to Thailand and you're just transferring them out again and you have not generated uh, uh, the, this, this, uh, this from income in Thailand. It has something to do with, with uh, tax and that, that you would have to pay perhaps in Thailand and, and also with, um, um, uh, you know, uh, money laundering laws and, and these kind of things. Okay. So let's just say that this, this process goes very smoothly. This is a well-advertised villa from a project, from a reputable developer. There's no issues really. And the seller was very accepting of my offer and everything went smoothly. Usually how long does this process take? Are you able to give an answer on that? The, the transaction to complete? Yes, from, from the day that I come to you and say, I want, <laughs> I want to hire you as my lawyer to yes. purchase this property till the day that I move in. Yes. Well, um, clients usually come to us uh, already with a signed reservation agreement or something like that in, okay. in their hands. So <clears throat> the, the agent, the property agent usually makes sure that, that this kind of documentation is, is signed quickly. And uh, from, from there, we, we would... Um, uh, we would uh, discuss with the client, um, you know, the, the, the case and, and uh, one, once we are hired, we would uh, start with the property due diligence, um, make an appointment or uh, schedule a, a, a trip or, or an, a, a, a visit to, to the land department. And um, <clears throat> then we would review the file uh, and report to the client preliminarily perhaps and then prepare a report this takes quite a long time a few weeks altogether until the report is complete uh, we, we make very detailed reports but in the meantime we would uh, start working on the contract as well either the contract review or start drafting the contract so uh, also the client would the buyer would arrange for the funds transfer so we would work on all these things at the same time mm -hmm. and um, if it has to if 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 the parties are very efficient um, i would say four to six weeks um, yeah. that can be done but in in practice it's due to the parties that there are delays uh, here and there so it might take longer but but four to six weeks would be realistic if the parties are very, the client and the other side also is, are, are very efficient. All right, so um, now let's talk about the, the actual legal, legal structure of the ownership of the landed property. So you mentioned that it, it, the contract would be in the form of a lease, right? And that is typically for how long? Um, the lease would be third, for 30 years. The, the lease can be registered on the title deed as well, on the backside of the title deed. That means it can be registered at the land department as well. Yeah. And um, uh, it, the, 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 it also has different kind of registration fees, different uh, rates uh, for, for registration fees than the ownership transfer. The uh, lease is limited to 30 years, which is uh, obviously not... Um, uh, the, 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 the desired um, um, 
legal structure for for most investors, right? But you can own the house, uh, and you can also add to the lease agreement the uh, certain uh, provisions that that um, uh, hopefully you know make the investment more worthwhile for you. For example, the purchase uh, option is very common in the contract, and it means that. Uh, if the Thai law would ever change and uh, foreigners would be permitted to to own land uh, at some point in the future, then the buyer, the lessee in this case, would have the uh, option to convert to transfer ownership into his name. Is this a common clause to include? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Right. So creative lawyers came up with this uh, uh, provision in the contract, and the goal is uh, to to sort of. Um, uh, make it more attractive for for the lessee for the foreign investor, right? Okay. And um, these clauses also usually um, provide that uh, uh, you can also transfer owner ownership at any time, or or have the uh, owner transfer ownership to a third party to a Thai third party, a Thai national, um, because of course that would be permitted uh, as well uh, under the law. Um, so that that's also included in the purchase option. Okay, and then yeah. Sorry, just to summarize. So when you're leasing it, you're leasing the land itself, but you as a foreigner have the ability to own the structure on it. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. So so let's just say that um, I'm purchasing a landed property with with a villa. Would it be where I lease the land, but I, I own the house and I can renovate the house and do what I want with the house? Is that is this usually the case? Yes. Okay. That that's right. Yes. Okay. And and land ownership and house ownership would be separated, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, uh, then then this this is possible. So I can either lease a plot of land that has a house on it in which I will own, or lease an empty plot of land and then build a house that in which I own is that is that also a possibility as well right yes right okay and now okay so you were talking about transfer of ownership of the of of the lease so let's say if you uh, in the in the event where the seller sells their ownership of the land would the the lease agreement still remain between you and the new owner, the new Thai owner. Yes, that's correct. Okay, and and this is standard in. A... Yes. Okay, so that's not something to worry about, really. That that's not something to worry about. What what um, uh, is maybe an issue or something you should be aware of is that the 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 lease um, uh, uh, expires uh, earlier than thirty years. In, during the 30 years uh, period, uh, if the lessee um, dies before the, the lease period expires, mm -hmm. and then, then uh, th this is a difficult situation because there would then be no inheritance to the heirs of the lessee. So you you have to um, agree on, on and and add a provision to the lease agreement to that effect. That's very important. That's why you should, mm. you know, be very careful uh, to draft the lease yeah. agreement properly. Okay, so let's say, for example, I've purchased, I, I've leased this this landed property, and let's say, and and we start a new lease for thirty years, and let's say ten years later I pass away. Is it is it straightforward, provided that we draft the right contract for to designate someone to inherit 
the lease or, or will they need to renegotiate with the seller? Uh, sorry, with the owner. They, they would not have to renegotiate with the, with the owner, but um, straightforward uh, is maybe not the right word because you have to go through a legal process then in, in this situation. I mean, at the land office, the, 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 the name of the heir has to be registered as new lessee, right? And the land, land office will only do that um, if you have uh, gone through a, a sort of probate procedure um, in Thailand, right? I mean, you have to appoint an administrator and the administrator will, will then need, need to do that. So it's not, not really straightforward, but also it can be handled. It's something that we also handle. Lawyers do that. They act as administrators sure. or, or they represent the client, uh, the heirs who are then uh, administrators. All right. So the next question is still on lease because I keep getting a lot of questions about the lease and they're good questions too. So, so if, if you could talk about, let's say, if I want to, can I resell this lease later? Let's say 10 years later, I want to sell this lease to another foreigner. Or if I want to, if another foreigner who's already had a lease for, let's say, 10 years, wants to sell it to me is this is this a a procedure that's commonly done easily as well okay yeah that that's also a common procedure yes um it's called novation so it's a an, uh, basically an agreement between three parties between the owner the lessee the old lessee and the new lessee and um uh, it th this this then has to be registered at, at the land office. The, the problem with it is that you can only transfer the remaining period of okay. the 30 years. Mm -hmm. So what what uh, what you would typically do in this situation is that you would um, uh, ask the landowner to agree to register a new 30-year lease mm -hmm. term uh, for for the new lessee. Okay, so so usually by default it would just be a continuation of the same contract yeah. unless the owner agrees to uh, go into an, a brand new contract starting from year one. Yes. Okay, understood. Um, anything regarding, anything that I'm missing out that as a looking on, at on this? The, on on the, the lease agreement, um, maybe we should mention also the, the so-called renewal option. Okay, um, yes. uh, This is very relevant in practice. The, the um, the real estate agents often often um, sell 90-year leases, which means that you have a 30-year lease, um, which, which is the normal period of time provided by the civil code. And then you have a, a renewal of 30 years and then a second renewal uh, of, uh, of another 30 years. Mm -hmm. And um, um, so, so th this is actually a bit problematic because Many people misunderstand this. There, there's no automatic extension of the 30-year the, the, the lease term. You, uh, the renewal means it's, it's a very good clause in the contract. It's a, a standard clause in the contract and we, we highly recommend it. It should be in every lease agreement. But you should be aware of what it means. You should not mis misunderstand the meaning. It's not an automatic extension uh, up till 90 years. Uh, after 30 years, the owner and the lessee need to go to the land office again, register mm -hmm. another 30-year lease term, and uh, they both have to agree to it. And 30 years is a long time. Uh, the, uh, it might be different people, mm -hmm. right? Uh, or 
if it's a company, the company might not exist anymore. Um, so so uh, it, it's not guaranteed, right? Uh, I mean, the cooperation of the owner is not guaranteed. Even right. it's, it's not, he might not honor the agreement, right? So uh, this is something that we would like to point out. The, the third 30-year lease term is even more problematic because it's a longer period of time, uh, uh, even longer, and you have in this civil code um, no provision that that um, uh, more than one renewal is actually permitted. So I, I would not um, um, assume that 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 uh, the renewal option gives you 90 years. The first 30 years are safe. The second 30 years, if everything goes well with the renewal at the land office, the third 30 years is is, is not guaranteed. Right. So you should not assume that that based on the marketing, whatever they, they show you, yeah. that it's a guaranteed 90 years. Yes. So you need to, okay. So I don't know if you're able to share or not, but can you share about the likelihood based on your experience, the clients you've had, the likelihood of that first initial renewal to the second portion being successful? Is it commonly a successful process? I think so, but uh, it, it doesn't exist that long yet. We haven't seen so many renewals yet. I mean, 30 years is a long time. Yeah. Also, it's recent. Leasing like this is recent. I'm, 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 I mean, a lot of 30-year leases uh, are expiring soon, right? Mm -hmm. But um, uh, I, I would say it's, it's common that, that um, owners cooperate and, they, um, uh, then, and then the, the, the leases you know, are, are renewed properly, but, uh, you know, it's not guaranteed. Okay. Just asking a little bit because you mentioned the word owner cooperation. So we're moving on to the actual owning the land itself. Are there, have there, are there any common instances of the owner and the lessor coming into legal conflict during the 30 year lease period, or are they usually just separate? and they get along just fine. Yes, that, that, that could be, that could happen, yes. Okay, but I guess you're, you're saying it could happen, meaning you haven't really encountered any, any cases that, of this happening? Mm, not, not, um, not, not often, no, I would not say so. The, the renewal, that, that's the time where, where things get problematic you can can get problematic and uh, during the 30-year lease term the lessee has the full right to to possess and mm -hmm. to use the property and um, there, there should be no problems with that okay okay so we've talked about the, the the lease itself lease renewal lease transfers all the things to be aware of so let's move on to me actually and enjoying my property so uh, well, first of all, let's talk about what are, once I am the owner of this lease agreement and I'm utilizing this land and home here, what are some legal and financial responsibilities that I have while owning the property, whether it's fees or property taxes or any other fees that, that, that I need to know of? Uh, apart from the utility that you have to pay, the, mostly that the, the, the new owner have to 
take care of the financial responsibility is the, the common area fees and the, the, the property tax. And property tax under the new law will appraisal by the, the competent authority. They will the, the post the, the appraisal value to the, to the property and then you, you aware the number and then you, you will still pay the tax. Okay, so you are obligated to pay property tax each year on it. Now, when you say common area maintenance fees, for me, usually I think of condos. So when would, would you pay common area fees with a house? If it's in a Muban village? Yeah, in, in uh, Muban village or in the development project. Okay. Whether it's the, the subject to the, the proper development or not, then the, the owner have to pay anyway with the, the, the common area fees like uh, for the access law for the lighting mm -hmm. or water supply or whatever okay so i need to pay utilities obviously yeah. water electricity yeah. obviously if i get internet <laughs> i pay yeah. that property tax each year and also if i am in a a property project like a yeah. village or a muban i'm subject to whatever fees that they have yeah. and that would vary depending on the each project right what they will state okay uh okay so now so now that we've got that out of the way let's let's talk about what are some ways that i can utilize my property so we mentioned that uh if i if i owned a if i leased an empty plot of land i have the right to build a structure on it can this be can this only be a house can i build a a factory a hotel or what are my limitations and freedoms and what, what can I build on this land? Uh, what you can build on this land, we have to check the, the building, um, sorry, city planning law. Okay. That that's will, will uh, designate as the, the, the purpose of the land. We have to check what, what kind of the, the, the zone of the land part is and the, the city planning law will fix whether it's that purpose for residential. If it is purpose for residential, you just build only the, the house. Mm -hmm. If in case of the, the, the commercial, for sure that you can build the, the, the hotel or the, the department store. I think it, it, it depends on the city planning law. Okay, so that depends on the zoning. Okay. Yes, right. And, and then, then you would apply for a building permit, uh, yeah. obviously. Okay. So we can advise on, 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 on what, uh, on, on general terms or, or, you know, the legal, the, the framework and then uh, the, the architect would, would uh, typically apply for the building permit uh, and, and, and the architects, they are experts on, on, yeah. on these kind of um, uh, applications. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm assuming if I, if I had a vision of wanting to build a factory, we would, we would be discussing this in advance and be looking at a zoning, uh, a place that has the appropriate zoning. But let's let let's say we step back to we buying a, a hat like back to my my holiday beachfront property in Phuket. Um, what else could I potentially do with this residential home? And may, would I be able to s sublet this property to someone else to rent it on a monthly basis, and I generate income from it? Is this possible as well? In case that you you do lease the land, right? Yes. If I'm leasing the land, can I sublet it to someone else? to rent the house, for example, on a monthly basis or a year contract? Then that depends on the, the risk agreement with the, the, the landlord. Okay. In case the, the landlord allows the, the lessee 
to sublease the property, of course you, you can sublease that without any issue. Okay. So it's, it's important to note that, that also in Thailand you have building restrictions, right? A lot of people yeah. are not aware of that. They, they go to Samui, for example, and, and they think they can just build whatever they want, but that's not the case. There, mm -hmm. There's this city planning uh, for, for Samui Island, right? And you can build in, in certain <laughs> places and others you're not allowed to. And there's height restrictions and everything that we're used to from, from the Western countries uh, exists here as well. Okay. Yeah, I don't really want to get too much into commercial because today we're talking more mostly about residential. Yeah. But I do kind of want to talk a little bit about some running some kind of a business there. Let's say, for example, I live in my Phuket uh, villa and let's say I want to make it my home office for, let's say, my company. Let's say I do, I'm a digital nomad. I do online stuff and I just register it as my home office. Is something like this possible and common? Uh, that's kind of thing. Maybe it uh, depends on the building permit. Uh, in case of the you, you build the, the structure, building structure, uh, you need to apply building permit okay. and we have to, to state to the, to the authority what kind of the building is. Is that for residential? Is that for the, the office? Or is that for hotel? Or is that the, for the, the commercial? Yes, but um, that, that would be commercial use, whether, uh, you know, having a study room where, where you have a laptop and yes. that, 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 that might not be, uh, you know, uh, un, un, under the scope of, mm -hmm. of, of these, these laws. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So we've gone through the process of acquiring it. We talked about the legal structures, leasing the land and owning the structure itself. We talked about the lease renewals. We talked about the financial obligations, utilities and maintenance fees and taxes. Talked about different ways you can utilize the landed property depending on the zoning laws. Is there anything that I'm, I may be missing out in terms of the scope of how, to, how much you can utilize the property? Um, I, I just wanted to add that except leasehold, there, there's um, may, maybe other um, legal structures that that should be mentioned as well um, okay. if you for example a lot of foreigners here have family and and they're married to Thai nationals then then um, it, it's possible to to transfer to to have the, the the land the property owned by 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 the Thai spouse and and for example for the for the foreign spouse um, uh, register for a, a lease, for example, mm -hmm. or maybe a so-called usufruct, mm -hmm. which is a very similar um, property right to compare to uh, similar to the lease uh, leasehold. Uh, it it can be um, a lifelong right. It can be registered like that, mm -hmm. and then you could, uh, if you have children, you could uh, will the property to your children, right? Um, th this 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 way you can you can find a good legal structure for, for every case, right? There, there's, in the past, people have um, in, uh, set up, um, you, you know, if, if you, let's say if you run a business and you do commercial, um, uh, you, you buy property for commercial purposes, right? And then uh, if you have a, a, a company, a Thai company together with Thai partners, uh, that this this is something that uh, is is also very common that this kind of company would 
would um, in, invest in property as you know for for a warehouse or for mm. for a business like like hospitality or something like that or um, you know a restaurant uh, that 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 is all uh, very common we should mention that as well that has nothing to do with leasehold if uh, in in this kind of mm. case um, pro companies that are promoted by the board of investment also have the possibility in if if they are granted this privilege by the boi then mm. to to own um, to own uh, land and to own mm. property. So th there, there's sort of um, a v variety of, of structures that, that need, to, need to be discussed, right? And okay. the, the leasehold is, is, is one of them. There are structures as well where, um, where you have a, um, a, a, a commercial, where, where developments let, let's say let's say smaller housing developments where they would lease property to to um, foreigners and then also offer um, commercial interest in in the land holding company the, these legal structures may be a bit debatable but they exist right I'm just mentioning them here uh, so so uh, there there's sort of a, a dispute whether whether they are legal or not. But but it, it's 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 a, a, a wide range of, of structures and and um, it also depends what you offer right um, from from what the seller offers you right. You mentioned joint ownership with a spouse. So actually, let's let's stay on that topic for a little bit because I think a lot of people will will be curious about this as well. So I think I think generally I'm not married, so the questions are not in my head. I'm just trying to think. So I think for, for me, there's, there's two, two main scenarios. The first scenario is, let's say, I'm single right now and I'm, I'm, I'm leasing the property, leasing the land and owning the structure. If I get married, would, would there be the option to have my wife purchase the land and then I own the, the building on top of it? Is that, is that something that's possible and or common? Yes, that that's actually there's no law suspend that kind okay. of the the legal structure in case of the the foreigner they just marry it with the, the Thai wife and the land office aware that the the, the Thai wife has uh, married registration with the foreigner. What the land office will do, they will ask the the Thai wife to to sign a confirmation letter between the, the husband and wife to confirm that the, the money that the, the, the Thai wife purchased the land is the, the, the private property. It's not, not the common property, which means the, the, the land pot will be the, the, the sole owner of the, the Thai wife. Okay. And for the, of course, the, the structure, we, we, can, we can split that. The foreigner owner structure of the house, but, but they did some dispute with the land office they will treat it like a circumvention that the 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 the, the, the like a the, the wife like a issue of the nominee sometimes mm -hmm. that happened with the the land office okay so just to summarize so yes the thai the, the thai wife has the option to purchase the property obviously it depends on whether the seller the, the owner wants to sell it but then when the thai the thai wife in 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 purchasing this they will need to verify that it's the wife's personal funds and they will have 
sole ownership of the so on the title deed it will only be the wife's or husband's the Thai husband or Thai wife's name Thai spouse's name right so you can't have a joint ownership of the land it can only be the Thai spouse now as for the structure can it be a joint ownership of the structure uh, that that's possible to, to register as the joint ownership of the structure okay. but uh, what we set up the legal structure before there have to be connection between the land and house we, what we did before we, we the register the usufruct mm-hmm. that like a connection between the, 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 the land pot and the, the structure like allow the, 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 the foreigner entitled with the enjoyment of the, the land pot if, if I <clears throat> so we, we, we have um, we have discussed these kind of things uh, um, very often and very much in detail and and at one point we decided to um, to go to the land office to talk to the officer and say the um, uh, look we are a law firm here we are advising foreigners um, in, in in legal matters um, and and uh, property law matters what what according to you um, in in your opinion what should we advise uh, a foreigner who has a family here in Thailand who is married with a Thai has uh, they have children together and so on what should we tell them what do you think um, what what would you tell them and what they answered was uh, the the best uh, way to structure the 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 the, uh, the property ownership is to have the ownership of the land and the house in, in, the, in the Thai spouse's name mm-hmm. um, and for the, for the foreign spouse, assuming that the foreigner is the one or partly at least pays the purchase price, the, the, the foreign spouse would um, uh, 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 be the beneficiary of a usufruct, that means a lifelong um, possession and usage or use right um, and uh, they, they, they would both then have the possibility to, to own and to, sorry to use and to possess the, the uh, property. And for the children, uh, they uh, recommended uh, us to set up a joint will uh, uh, for the benefit of, of, of their children. That means in, in practice, you don't have ownership. But the, the foreigner who has also invested his money into this property would have a, uh, for the rest of his life the possibility to use the property together with his family, but to use the property and to possess it. And when he passes the property, it would be ensured that it goes to his children. Right? So you, you kind of um, have created a situation that is essentially in you know, as a result, very similar to ownership. It's not ownership, but in practice, it's something that that works. And um, we we thought that this is a, a good structure, and we've recommended it to many clients. Okay, so so you would say this is the the standard structure that the land office has recommended, and therefore it is what you would recommend as well. Would it be that? I, I'm not sure whether it's a standard, but it was recommended by by the land office. Okay, yeah. great, understood. So. That's great. So we talked about uh, joint ownership with a Thai spouse. Now, I just want to ask a little bit about the consistency of Thailand's laws, because uh, a lot of comments I get from some people are skeptical about investing so much money into this because they think as foreigners, their property ownership rights may not always be honored. So 
we know that that's not the case, but just to, just to give a definitive answer, have Thai property laws changed a lot or have they remained mostly the same throughout the country's history? Um, okay, if I can answer that, that question. Mm -hmm. um, property law is one of the fields of uh, law that where, where the laws usually don't change um, often. Um, uh, other other areas of law, like tax law, there's constant changes, you know, many times every year and tax lawyers need to stay up to date with, with all the, the, the changes, etc. Um, property law maybe has not changed significantly in the last mm. 50 years at all. And this is not only in Thailand, this is in, yeah. in all countries, it, it's typical. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, I would say uh, normally there, there should not be uh, changes with regards to foreigners. A lot of people always talk about potential changes that, that might happen soon and, and, and then there's a, another discussion about um, when is the Thai government going to relax the rules for foreigners. I'm here since uh, 16 years now and uh, I have not seen any changes. There's a lot of discussion, but it's usually discussions in the foreigners, foreigner communities and, yeah. and not really actually in uh, the, 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 the lawmakers. Mm -hmm. there, there has not been a, a, any movement mm -hmm. at all. They introduced a, a new property right called mm -hmm. Sub-Ing-Sit um, that, that may, maybe was targeted to, mm -hmm. to uh, help foreigners, but it did not become a game changer. When, when was this? When was this? Four or five years ago? Four or five. Like a, roughly a few years ago. Yes, a sub few years ago. How do you say it in Thai? Uh, inside, in Thai called Sub Ingsi. Sub Ingsi. Okay. Yeah. So it was a new kind of amendment, but it didn't really go anywhere? Is it, is it worth mentioning at all, really? And now at the line office, but still have an issue. Have Some not issued. Have, have an issue because okay. the, the, the line office, most of them, they, they never did that before. Okay. And they will avoid any mistake. Okay. I believe most of them, they, they will refuse to do that okay. now at the moment. It is probably more academic at the moment yeah. and in practice it, it did not really have yeah. an impact. It's, it's a, a, a property right that is comparable to the lease or to the use of rope, but uh, it, it, will not, um, it, it did not bring any, any substantial yeah. new rights. So the answer basically is property rights haven't really changed, either, neither negative or positive. They've just been basically the same for all these years. Yeah, we cannot predict the future, but typically property laws don't, don't change. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think the reason why a lot of people in the expat community have this sense of skepticism about property laws changing, I think there's two reasons. Is Number one, because they're so focused on visas, because visa laws change, rules change all the time. So they think, Visa changes all the time. Oh, I'm so afraid of property laws changing, but that's not the case. And number two, I think as a, a lot of Westerners looking at Thailand with all these numerous military takeovers of elected governments, right? So they might be afraid that, oh, what if they, the military nationalizes the private sector or something like that. But so far in Thailand's history of many military takeovers, it hasn't affected Thai property law, really. No, no, it hasn't. And it also hasn't affected um, foreigner 
laws that are related to 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 foreigners um, it it would th these kind of things would would um, also make a very it, it, they, they, they probably are careful to, to make changes there because such changes would have a big impact on the economy. Yep. Just very quickly, um, to touch upon, so I think a lot of people will, if we didn't talk about this, a lot of people will ask about what are your thoughts on the proposed amendments to property laws for certain special visas that were just approved by the cabinet? Right. Is this something that someone who's looking into property should should be leaning into or do you think don't don't focus on this yet? Yeah, this is very recent news um, and uh, uh, it's not um, we don't have the, the 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 letter of the law yet. It's it's, it's uh, not not uh, in effect yet. The, these not new rules. That's why, unfortunately, we cannot uh, say much. We, we cannot give give much uh, meaningful advice there. Maybe by November uh, we will know more. So it's definitely worthwhile to um, follow the, the news. Um, uh, but I, I would not have, you know, I, I would be careful with having too too high expectations. Right. But and even if they they did, there was more details. Based on what we know now, it would be for mostly ultra highly wealthy foreigners so it would not be for everyone and also what what do you think is maybe the motivation in principle of why they're introducing this would, would you be able to comment on that just to give special ownership privileges they, yeah they, they said that they would like to have uh, wealthy individuals um, mm -hmm. coming to thailand and um, spending money here investing here and um, that 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 seems to be the motivation okay but still not no nothing really clear yet it might it might take a long time it might not happen or it could happen so it's just not something to focus on right now I, I understand that this uh, uh, these new laws if they come before they, they uh, take effect, they will also require, still require certain approvals from certain government agencies. So we're hoping that there will be re relaxations and, and new possibilities for foreigners. But uh, I, I, I'm, I personally would be careful and, yeah. and just wait and see first. Sure. And if, and if there's more details, we can do a follow-up interview on this in the Absolutely, future as well. Yes. Yeah. So this has been a really great comprehensive interview. So let's, let's actually wrap this up with the final section is now we've talked about acquiring the property and ways I can utilize it and my rights and obligations with whether myself or with my Thai spouse. I can potentially sublet it depending on the, the, the agreement. Now, let's talk about what happens if I want to sell the property. So how does, how does the process of selling, well, not selling the property, it would be selling the lease. Would that be cor a correct way to sell it, say it? Okay, Gen generally speaking, I, I would say that, that uh, generally a, a subletting is not restricted. For a long-term lease, uh, you should be able uh, to, to sublet uh, the, the property okay. w without limitations. Yeah. I, I mean, otherwise, a contract that would say otherwise, I think, uh, would, would be very problematic. So okay. you, sh you shouldn't accept it. Um, when, when, you, when you sell the property, um, 
if it's if it's um, freehold, it, it's a straightforward process. If it's a leasehold, a 30 year long term lease that we discussed before, then it's more complicated. Then you have to do this novation agreement. You have to uh, register the new lessee, and you need to uh, to do this uh, registration at the at the land office. Um, but it's it's all doable. Now, do I have to ask? the owner for permission to, to sell my lease agreement or do they not or is that not an issue you 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 need that unless you have a, a contract where where this is already you know stipulated otherwise okay. that, so that let's say need. let's say I've leased it for 10 years now right and now I want to sell it for whatever reason let's say to my other foreign friend so you say that you may need permission to do that unless it's stipulated in the lease agreement. Okay, so let's say we're able to do it. Can you walk us through the process of me selling the lease agreement to my other foreign friend, let's say? Um, fr from, from the perspective of, of the, the, um, the, 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 the new lessee or the buyer and, and from the perspective of the buyer, it's not not that different. Um, I mean, the process will be very similar. It's just a different kind of contract. Um, the, the buyer would do the due diligence as well. There would be contract negotiations as well. There would be a registration at the land office. Um, uh, so uh, I, for lawyers, it's a completely different thing, but more with a more practical approach, it might be not so different at all. Okay. So when selling it, do I do I incur also capital gains tax in case I sell it for a profit? Um, capital gains tax doesn't exist as such in Thailand, okay. um, but capital gains are taxed as, uh, as income. So it, it's part of the, the personal income or, or the corporate income. Okay. Um, so in, with, in, in, with regards to, to property, you, you would have um, uh, capital gains when you resell for a profit, <clears throat> or when you, if you if you rent out <clears throat> the the uh, property, um, that 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 would be situations where you have to maybe get tax advice and where you have to file a tax return and so on. Okay. Anything to add about selling the property? I know it's a process that's well into the future for a lot of people. They may not think of it, but is there anything that we should be aware of that that Another thing that we should aware of is the utility, like uh, electricity. Maybe the last thing that uh, the seller have to aware of, like uh, transfer the utilities okay. to the to the buyer. Okay. Uh, water and electricity. Yeah. Okay. So let's say we've successfully sold it. I have my money now, and can you talk a little bit of repatriating it back into my home country? Let's say. Um. Okay, there's not much, not that much to say about it. Um, transferring money out of Thailand is a, usually a bit more difficult than transferring money into Thailand. You, you, um, you, you will have certain reporting requirements, right? The commercial bank has to report to the to the uh, Bank of Thailand. Um, so they will ask you for documentation. Where did the money come from? And uh, you know, why is it transferred out of Thailand? Where, where did it come from? Initially, is it 
Is it the, the, the proceeds of doing business here or was it transferred from overseas to Thailand initially? So you have to show contracts, you have to show um, bank transfer documentation and so on to, to, to show clearly um, uh, you know, what, what is going on with, with, uh, with this uh, uh, money and why it is transferred out of Thailand. Okay. This was such a comprehensive session here. I really appreciate your time. We went from the very beginning of acquiring, owning, and selling. You were, you've been so detailed, both of you, I think to the point where I've, I've learned so much here. But, and it's been, I think a lot of people will, will gain a lot of value from this as well, because I think this really is a topic in Thai property that so many people want to know about. I mentioned in the beginning that a lot of people don't want to move from their Western condo to live in another condo. When they think of Thailand, they think of a beach and a house and a place to raise their family. And however, the process of doing that is quite complicated and nuanced. And I feel that I really hope that this video, this interview session is going to be very valuable. And I Obviously, I'm going to link to your contact details in the description of this video for anyone to reach out and ask for your expertise as well. So I really appreciate the time that both of you have provided me in this interview and really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you for yeah. the invitation. It was a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you.